Hi, this is Scott Powell with Momentum Church Network, and this is session one of the Momentum Church Conference, 101 Conference, and the Handbook. And if you're interested in the Handbook, you can email me and I'll get you connected with a, with a digital link. Today we're going to look at how you evaluate your church and, uh, and see where you're at. So there really are three questions that need to be answered clearly and in a unified manner. And I would suggest that you gather together your church leadership, your ministry leaders, and, 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 and men and women who have prayed and served the church faithfully. It's not enough that the pastor is just equipped. The congregation must be engaged and invested and equipped as well. So these questions reveal the reality of where your church is and creates a kind of a starting line from which to launch forward. So here are the three questions. One, where are we? Two, how did we get here? And three, are we ready to move forward? So let's begin with question number one, where are we? Well, there are really four positions of momentum. Remember, we go back to the picture of the boulder that's just resting in one place. And I want you to picture that, cho- that boulder and, and recognize it as your church. Now, maybe you have been stuck in an endless cycle of systems and programs, but you haven't really seen growth and passion in a long time. It's not like the golden years that everyone talks about. Every church has some golden years. Sometimes that history becomes kind of chains of discouragement for today. Sometimes that history includes some hurtful and even divisive chapters. Whatever the past, the present sees a boulder that is just sitting there. So I want to talk about that being motionless, stuck. Now, step two is kind of what I call stop and go or rocking. These are sudden sprints and long rests where the church tries to do things. So churches in this category want to move forward, and periodically they will gather themselves together for that push. A new pastor, a new name for the church, a new program, something to propel that boulder forward. And maybe that boulder moves a little, but then it rolls right back into its resting spot. And each time, it becomes harder to rally the troops to try again. Or three, overcoming hills and barriers where you're rolling, but it's a bit aimless. So you might say, Jesus, take the will because we have no idea where we are going. We chuckle at this, but it's a common reality. Often, it's a new person or couple that brings some new energy and ideas to a church or, or a creative conference that has ignited the pastor and a few others. The challenge is assessing whether we are moving with purpose or just moving. Busy churches can feel like they are accomplishing much and yet at the same time feel unproductive. The fourth place that we want to be in momentum is purposefully moving, worshiping God passionately, growing in our faith consistently, and seeing lives changed miraculously. It's what we all want to see in our churches. That place where we are spirit-led and spirit-empowered, continuing the mission of Jesus to seek and to save the lost. It doesn't have to be an elusive ideal or a fleeting moment. A purposefully moving church is the design of God for his people while we are still here on this blue and green marble. So how do we evaluate? Where would we place our church? How did we get here? If you are at any of the first three realities of uh, motionless, maybe rocking back and forth, stop and go, or maybe you're moving but aimless, what we call overcoming hills and barriers. How did we get here? There are two generic reasons. One, past wounds. 
hurts. Two, current attitudes, how we think, how we act. It might have been a crisis in the past that hurt many people and may have caused a downturn in attendance, or maybe it was a leader in the church that failed somehow. So Jesus is only interested in the past as it affects your present and your future. And by this, I mean, if there is an issue from the past that is still creating fear, hurt, or intractability, that it must be handled with grace, mercy, and love. Otherwise, remember the past with joy, but don't park there. The church needs to be focused on the present with an eye to the future. So here's a little classwork. Take a look at the big picture of your church, and maybe you would draw a timeline that looks at the history of the church to this moment, but leaves room at the end of the future. Mark the high moments and low moments of your church history. Now take a moment to praise God for all those great things He has done, and also recognize where the enemy has frustrated the purpose of God in your church. And then you ask the question, are we ready to move forward? You wouldn't be engaging in this workbook and this conference or the session if you didn't want to. So you are already doing something proactive, but let's consider carefully if we are truly ready to move forward. So let's talk about attitudes. So here's the first question for attitudes. Why is our church here? Are we being selfless or selfish in our answer? Question number two. What attitudes would hinder us moving forward? What are the ways that we think and the ways we behave? How are those hindering us? Question number three, what attitudes would nurture fertile ground for our church to move forward? I like what Winston Churchill once said, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. Our attitudes fuel our actions. Bad attitudes create division and discouragement, but good attitudes foster unity and hope. If there is an attitude problem, we need to address it. So what are some litmus tests? What are ways that we can kind of tell quickly what's going on? So here's a question. How essential are we to people outside our church? If we were to cease to exist, would the community even notice? And really the most important, are we fulfilling the Great Commission? I believe the Great Commission to be the task and labor and joy of the church. It's our purpose. So measure your flexibility. So let's return to attitudes of selfishness and selflessness. Let me ask this question. What would I sacrifice so someone could be saved? My favorite seat in the pew? My style of music? Time? Money? A church plan has to be flexible from its beginning, and so it can weather change maybe a little more easily. But in an established church that has history and memories and memorials and habits, these can produce an inflexible church that cannot handle change well. We must reassert and practice the purpose of the church often to stretch those tendons. Otherwise, we tear tendons and create hurt. And then there's unity. The Spirit unifies. I believe that. The Holy Spirit is, is trying to unify the church. But we, the congregation, the people, either maintain that unity or chip away at it. We get that from Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6. Now, today's world is all about opinion. Everyone has a right to their opinion and the right to broadcast that opinion like fact all over the digital world. But the church isn't a place or debate, or a place of debate. 
concerning our opinions, only one opinion matters in the church, and that is God's. So when we accept and declare this, we will find ourselves moving into unity, and it demands the correct attitudes of humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. These attitudes bring about and maintain unity. So maybe that's what you can do is go through some of these questions as in your leadership group and and kind of see where you are and where you would rate yourself uh, and, and really on this unity. And I think that's a good litmus test. How would you rate your unity in the church? One being bad, five being great. Um, and, and, and what would you say you are in momentum? Are you motionless? Are you kind of rocking back and forth? Or are, are you moving, but you're not sure you have a, a really a purpose and an intent? Or are you purposely moving forward, worshiping God passionately and growing in your faith consistently and seeing lives change miraculously? It's what we all want to see. And so maybe this is a starting place in your conversation. Thanks for joining us today with Momentum Church Network, Session 1.